Well, hello there, Richmond. I know you folks are normally expecting uh, the Lee brothers, Scott and Richard Lee, today. But uh, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, has been given the very, very distinct honor of sitting in for said Brothers Lee. Uh, yes, and we want to send our prayers out to uh, Richard Lee and uh, pray for a very, very speedy recovery for him and uh, as well as safe travels for Scott. But, uh, hey, it's just me and you, uh, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, here today. Uh, we do have a few guests lined up, and uh, it's uh, always great to be here, folks. And, um, you know, and uh, the um, the guys asked me if I was going to do the uh, the weather uh uh, ever so often, and I told them, yeah, I'll just tell them it's cold, okay? Yeah, you all got that out there? Okay, all right, so we're done with the weather for the next three hours, I think. <laughs> anyway, um, we have a uh, what we hope is a great program lined up for you folks. And, um, well, first of all, let me introduce myself to you guys uh, properly because some of you uh, perhaps uh, – are not uh, regular listeners to The Really Real Deal. That's the name of my program, The Really Real Deal with Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. Uh, my program comes on every Saturday morning here on WNTW. We're on uh, from 10 to noon live uh, here. And uh, on Sundays, we do a Sunday replay from 9 to 11. Uh, we do uh, some of our best of programming. But uh, I'm a, I am the founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., and uh, the radio broadcast that I've been doing now going on 10 years, uh, this is our primary communication arm. We also uh, do live appearances, speeches, and whatnot, uh, write a few articles here and there. Many of you have probably read some of my writing in the Richmond Times-Dispatch, the uh, Virginia Free Citizen, uh, Right Side News, etc. And, uh, and, of course, we have our new website is up now, and our, our new website uh, you can get that at the really real deal.com. And see now, folks, the key to pulling it up is when you're typing it in, you have to say really <laughs> the really real deal.com. And uh, that's how you get your friendly neighborhood hatchet band, Brother Craig. And when you go to the site, do me a huge favor, folks. Uh, a window will pop up asking you if you would like to receive our newsletter. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you would do so. Uh, it's a free newsletter, and it has uh, our, our, our radio archive, uh, my writing archive, lots of good information there. And uh, we have uh, coming up in just a few minutes, actually, we have a guest uh, that's scheduled to uh, join us. And uh, this gentleman has written a book called God and Donald Trump, and his name is Stephen Strang. And... Um, yeah, it's kind of strange that he dropped the E off of his last name, isn't it? <laughs> okay, Stephen E. Oh, there's that E. He, it's his middle initial, Stephen E. Strang. Not strange. But anyway, uh, we're looking forward to a good conversation with him, God and Donald Trump. And uh, he'll be, uh, he's written this book about the uh, effect that Christians had on the outcome of the uh, recent uh, election that we had that, that gave us President Trump. You know, and I like stuff like that. I'm always talking about, and uh, and I think for my program, talking to the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. And, uh, you know, and I used to call that the five C's. And, of course, you know, I had to grow it. With The C's have grown to seven C's now. Okay. So we have Christian faith, conservative values, 
constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunity, confrontation with evil, uh, and of course, consistency. Uh, that's that tricky one there. That 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 one is real tricky. Consistency in application of law, uh, because you know how folks are. They they want uh, justice for thee, but not for me. Okay, and so all these social justice warriors uh, out here, uh, they really, really don't want justice, folks. Uh, If they're like me, they want grace. Okay, I'll take grace over justice any day of the week, folks. I don't know about you, (laughs) but uh, this this is what people really, really want. They want justice for the other guy. Okay, but, uh, you know, we do live under a constitutional one of those C's is constitutional limits. Uh, you know, it'd be nice if folks would respect that Constitution, and I even include the president that in, uh, the president in that. Uh, now, of course, uh, me, as I just told you, I'm founder and president of the First Amendment Inc., so I can't let it go that the president hires a bunch of lawyers to tell the publishers of the uh, the Wolf Book. Okay, what a name! I mean, you can't make this stuff up, folks. I mean, you got, uh, I mean. Folks let a guy named Wolf into the hen house, L- literally, okay? You just can't make this stuff up, folks. And uh, whose bright idea was that? Now, of course, they're blaming it on Steve Bannon. I don't know if it was Steve's idea or not, but, it, you know, while Steve apparently is down, it seems like the sport of the day is uh, let's see how hard we can kick Steve, okay? So, of course, being that I'm very, very accustomed to standing alone, I have to stand alone again. I'm probably the only news analyst uh, today in the United States of America that is going to come to the aid of Steve Bannon. And so here's a little, and we're going to talk about it throughout the program, but here's a little bit of my pitch of why I think uh, Steve is okay. Okay, first of all, you know, I've met the guy. He's from Richmond, a cool guy. I met him up at CPAC. Um, brilliant guy. Okay, let's. You know, this 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 idiocy with everyone saying the man is unhinged. You know, Trump starts it off, he's lost his mind. But isn't this the same game that the Democrats play is they want to marginalize the opposition the way their godfather uh, taught them, okay? I mean, these guys were, were, were taught this. Anyone out there read Rules for Radicals, okay? And it tells you to isolate your opposition to, to 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 freeze frame him and make ridicule of him. And this this is what they do. So it's they're always crazy, okay? And so let's go back. Uh President Eisenhower, all he did was win a world war and 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 serve two terms of peace and prosperity, okay? So I mean this you talk about first in, in war and first in peace, okay? A warrior who presides over peace and prosperity. What did the opposition say about him? Oh, he's an amiable dunce, okay? You, you, you get that, okay? You, the, 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 there's going to be a thread that's going to run through this where everyone, they attack your mentality, okay? No one is as smart as the people that occupy what Donald Trump accurately described as the Washington swamp, okay? These guys, they're smarter than smart, okay? So... You, you have Ike, you know, I like Ike. Yeah, I, if I was living that time, I would have liked Ike, okay? <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, Rinaldus Magnus, what did they say about him? Oh, they were uh, act, acted like they were more afraid of Ronald Reagan than they were 
of the Russians. Okay. And so, again, likable guy, just an actor reading a cue card. Okay. So we go, we're going to take a break here. And, and, and really, after this break, we're going to have to get our guest on the line. But after the guest, we're going to continue on with this with Trump and Bannon. And we've got three hours to do it, folks. Don't you go away. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM 820, 97.7 FM. My old man, sad old man, spent his life living off. His heart seeing foreign cars filled with fuel, it isn't ours, and wearing cotton we didn't grow. He's got the red, white, blue, blind hound farm, silver fly tattooed on his left arm, spent a little more in the store for a tag in the back and says, USA, he won't find nothing that he can't fix. With WD 40 and a craftsman wrench, he ain't printed dirt. I love it, I love it, I love it. Made in America, a man that works with his hands. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers today. Thank you for being there, folks. And uh, and again, they asked me about doing that weather, and I said, yeah, it's cold, okay? So the weather's done, and uh, we, uh, we hope you're safe in your driving, and uh, if you... You uh, just sit back and enjoy. We have a fantastic guest lined up for you here. As I was telling you earlier, we have Stephen E. Strang. And Stephen is an award-winning journalist, a successful businessman. He is the CEO of Charisma Media and founder of Charisma Magazine. And uh, Stephen was among a group of Christians uh, that uh, interviewed, uh, I guess they interviewed all the candidates and uh, interviewed Trump and liked Trump and uh, worked with Trump. And now we got the book, uh, God and Donald Trump. And uh, we want to say welcome to the program, sir, and thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you and Happy New Year. And it's a privilege to be with you today. Uh, well, it's a privilege. Uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a two-way street, sir, uh, honor and a privilege. And, uh, you know, we love... Uh, talking uh, to and about what I call the Christian Conservative uh, Constitutional Coalition, and uh, you certainly fit the mold. Well, thank you. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I wrote God and Donald Trump, because there is a spiritual aspect to what happened to this election, just as really there's a spiritual aspect to everything in life, Mm -hmm. uh, but people just don't always recognize it. But in the debate about Donald Trump and who he is and how he got into the White House, almost no one talks about where is the Lord in all this. Yet there were miracles that happened. I mean, people say his election was a miracle. Isn't a miracle from God? Yes. And God has used imperfect people throughout history. I mean, just look at the Bible. And I, I try to just make the reader think, is it possible that God was involved in raising up Donald Trump at a very critical time in our nation's history. 
Yeah, and and you know, you you make such a great point about God uses imperfect people. I mean, does he have any other choice? <laughs> okay, I mean, Jesus says there's not one that's righteous. No, not one. But yet and still, uh, you know, the accuser of the brethren always wants to po- point at the slither in his brother's eye and ignore the plank in his own eye. And, uh, and I think you're absolutely right, sir, that, uh, but, well, for one thing, uh, without uh, God's providence, uh, you know, how does a rookie like Trump do it on his own? That's right. I mean, it's just absolutely unprecedented. And, you know, he is not a perfect person. In my book, I'm careful to make that clear. I'm not trying to whitewash Donald Trump. He's done a lot of things, um, you know, that are not very nice. And some people would even think some of his tweets today are not nice, but I just yeah. think they're direct and he's stirring things up. And I don't really put them into a character issue. Mm-hmm. But in the book, God and Donald Trump, I kind of document that over the last 10 to 15 years, something has happened in his life. He became much more serious. He also started watching Christian TV late at night. I mean, can mm-hmm. you believe it? And that led him to seek out some Christian leaders who actually became uh, began to kind of pray mentor with him, him and mentor him. Yes. Yes, exactly. But and doesn't today, that happen often uh, it, late in life? You know, many people uh, will live a, live a life of uh, sensuality or, uh, or, or, or self-seeking, uh, what, what we would call the life of the flesh. And, uh, and, and then they have experiences uh, that lead them to see that that's all, that's all vanity. And uh, right. they, they, and also, seek, they seek something deeper. Is This is really not uncommon. No, it's not, and especially as you get older and start thinking about, you know, not living very long and, you know, yes. what, how is your life going to count? And also, mm-hmm. you know, what, what is the afterlife? Now, I don't have personal knowledge of how Donald Trump grappled with that. I don't really get into it in the book, but I did interview him during the election, it was a one-on-one interview. He was very respectful. He gave me thoughtful answers. And I was already uh, for Trump at that point, although I was not originally for him. I was a Ted Cruz guy up until the yeah, time that Yeah, me too. That Ted I, I started with Ted, and, but at, right at the moment when it was apparent that Trump was going to take this thing, it took me one split second to get on the Trump train. And I actually predicted that Trump would win it wrote an article, was hoping Cruz could pull it out, but I, I saw the nation as wanting a father figure that was strong. And while Cruz has strength, his, his tactic was to portray himself, what Republicans typically try to do, as the nice guy, the Boy Scout. And, uh, and Trump didn't go to do that. Trump just bulldozed his way through, uh, didn't care about being nice. I mean, even... You know, I would say he, he out and out lied on some folks. You know, lying Ted, he called um, uh, Carly Fiorina ugly. He called Ben Carson a pedophile. and uh, But, you know, he won the thing. And so now how do we reconcile that? And we've got, uh, we're like one minute to break. How do we reconcile that with, uh, you know, God wanting Trump to be the, uh, you know, the guy to kick the door in? Well, Hillary Clinton wrote a book called What Happened, and my book answers the question, and that is that people were praying, millions of people were praying about the country going in the wrong direction. What was, how could God raise somebody up to be a leader that we needed? And, of course, with Hillary, 
there's so much corruption with the, the Clintons, there's no mm-hmm. telling what would have happened if she'd gotten elected. And I believe that God answered prayers by raising up a man that we didn't expect and somebody we don't even not, didn't necessarily like and, and sometimes have trouble liking now. Yeah. But I now, believe that he raised him up like he did Winston Churchill in World War II. Okay. Can you hold for about five minutes on the other side? Yes, sir. Oh, we greatly appreciate it. All right, folks, we're going to be right back. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, in for the Lee Brothers. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream. It's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers on WNTW, AM820, 97.7 FM, The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers here as we do an interview here with Steve Strang, uh, who has written a fantastic book that we highly, highly uh, recommend. And uh, the book is God and Donald Trump. And uh, we really, really appreciate this, Stephen. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have a very short segment now before the bottom of the hour news break. So I want to get directly at the big news that uh, President Trump is making today. And un- unfortunately, as often happens, Republicans are fighting one another uh, much, much harder than most of them fight Democrats. And so here we have uh, Steve Bannon, Donald Trump, uh, what should Christians make of this, and how would you advise Christians to filter? Because we're going to hear a whole lot of back and forth before the truth settles out. Well, first of all, people can pray. You know, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. And some of the things you're referring to are really principalities and powers. I personally believe that Donald Trump is shaking a lot of the things up because they need to be shaken up. He is not a perfect man. He's a human being like the rest of us. We need to pray for wisdom for this man, wisdom that he'll see the error of some of the tactics that he uses. But also, I would also encourage people to give him the benefit of the doubt. Look how many times people have said, okay, he's gone too far. It's over. He's Mm -hmm. not going to win the nomination. He's not going to win the presidency. You know, what about the promises he's kept that we got like a minute before the news break? You want to just rattle off some of the promises he's kept? Well, number one, Neil Gorsuch on the Supreme Court, uh, the tax cuts, uh, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of those things are huge. He's uh, rolled back regulatory regulatory. Um, regulations that really hurt business and all of which benefits christians families and americans amen amen thank you so much sir and god bless you much success with the book thank you god bless you all right now well all right richmond we're going to take our bottom of the hour news break and remember if you're waiting for me to give you the weather it's cold the lee brothers Showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. On AMA 20, 97.7 FM, The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here, uh, sitting in for the Lee brothers. And uh, welcome back to the program, folks. 
We have uh, another guest coming up shortly. It's going to be uh, Delegate Nick Freitas, and uh, we're 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 waiting for Nick to uh, call in. And uh, so when that happens, you will be the first to hear about it. In the meantime, folks, we're going to get back on what I started out talking about, which was what everyone is talking about. Uh, Steve Bannon versus Donald Trump, although uh, I don't think you're getting the whole story, folks. And we're going to let you all chime in here. The number here is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. But this is my takeaway on uh, this deal with um, Steve and Trump. Now, like I was saying earlier, everyone is saying Steve is crazy now. And, and uh, I was laying out for you how they called uh, President Eisenhower crazy, that he was an amiable dunce. They called Ronald Reagan crazy. They called him Ronald Reagan. They said this man is going to start World War III, okay? And uh, when the Berlin Wall came down uh, uh, after the uh, leadership of Ronald Reagan, the Nobel Peace Prize was given to Gorbachev, not Reagan, okay? They, they didn't even think enough to have a joint peace prize, which would have been really the appropriate thing to do, would be to honor them both jointly. But th this is what, what always happens, okay? They, they brought into question uh, Bush's intelligence. They, they always do this, okay? All, they always do this. And so here we have the Democrats with glee, uh, everyone's saying, oh, Donald Trump is stupid. And now Donald Trump is saying, well, Steve Bannon is stupid. <laughs> okay, so what, what do we have, folks? The people that make this country work, the, the, I mean, let's be honest, folks. I know, I, I know there's some Democrats that work too, but we're talking of averages here, okay? On average, if you are, we, we, okay, we have, we have our delegate Nick Freitas on the line with us. Nick how you doing there? Doing great, Craig. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule on short notice like this uh, to join. And uh, you're, you're running for the uh, United States Senate, and uh, we wish you much success in that. Uh, uh, anything you want to – I'll give you a minute to start out with uh, why folks should support you in the Republican primary. Well, thanks, Craig. I appreciate it. Um, again, I served 11 years active duty in the military with uh, Army Special Forces, did a couple combat tours over in Iraq. I served the last two years in the Virginia General Assembly. Uh, the, the bottom line is my whole life I have fought for the concept of individual liberty. I fought because I believe that the Constitution is an incredible document. And uh, quite frankly, I got tired of fighting for the Constitution overseas only to watch politicians ignore it at home. You know, the Constitution is not just a convenient list of suggestions. The Constitution is a legal document. It is a contract between the people in the states and the federal government. And quite frankly, Tim Kaine has, has not done his job of ensuring that the federal government does what it's supposed to do well, but otherwise Quick question on Kaine. Quick, yeah. quick, quick question yeah. on Kaine. Okay, now, we have right now, we have in the Republican Party, uh, Steve Bannon, Donald Trump duking it out, okay? Uh, we have everyone and his brother kicking Bannon while he's down. I've not seen one of these people kick Tim Kaine that hard. I've not seen them kick Terry McAuliffe that hard, okay? Most of them didn't kick Hillary Clinton that hard, okay? Now, are you the man that can go up there 
and and, and really uh, metaphorically knock Tim Kaine on his rear end? Or, you know, is, is this going to be uh, just during the primary and then he's going to be your, your gentleman friend across the aisle? <laughs> well, here, here's the deal. Look, I, I believe in treat. I'm a Christian, and I believe in treat. Well, I am like too. Well, yeah, but here's what I'm saying. I believe we treat everybody like they're made in the image of God and they all have value. But when it comes to the battle of ideas, I'm sorry, it's just that. It's a battle. And what I would encourage people to do is if you have any questions, if I'm willing to get up on the floor and make the debate, go watch, go watch the debates I've engaged in the Virginia General Assembly advocating for conservative principles, whether it's life, whether it's the Second Amendment, whether it's keeping government out of our lives and in its proper place. Um, I, I'm not afraid to do it. I love doing it. Um, Craig, I, w- I was built for the fight, right? Well, so, no, I'm sorry. When it, when it comes to I, I can respect Tim Kaine as a person, but when it comes to the ideas that he is pushing – Right. I'm sorry. I think they're antithetical to what but this Nick, country is about. His his ideas, the the ideas that they, see concert to me. You know, I'm going to give you my definition of conservatism, and then you give me yours. Okay. To me, a conservative is conserving the idea that our founding fathers had that your freedom and my freedom is a gift from God, and it's not a gift from Madison, Jefferson, Washington, and it's certainly not a gift from uh, Tim Kaine or Barack Obama and Donald Trump. It's a gift from God. And the the Republicans, their idea is that we don't want to conserve that idea. We want to destroy that idea because our idea is like Stalin, Pol Pot, Castro, um, you know, you go down the list, um, uh, Hitler, you know, uh, Mussolini, uh, Hirohito, all, all the, the, the Muslim um, jihadists, uh, who believe that the government should run every aspect of your life. Their idea is the exact opposite of our idea, which is, no, your freedom is not from God. Your freedom is no more than what we let you have. How, yeah, do, no, you, how do you fight that, Nick, by being a nice guy? Well, no, see, the point is, Craig, is that that's why I said is those ideas are antithetical to uh, the ideas of – Again, socialism, socialism is antithetical to the concepts of individual liberty, of private property rights, of, of conservatism in the American political tradition. And what I'm saying is, is that when you go up and you attack that idea, because at the end of the day, it's not just about defeating Tim Kaine. It's about defeating the idea that our rights are nothing more than a grant of government, right? I want to destroy that idea. Um, I want to combat it. And the way you have to go after it is you have to be vigorous. And you have to be completely right. unapologetic. Are you good at math? And your passion for liberty. Are you good so at math? Yeah, I'm good at math. All right, I have a math equation for you, Nick. Okay, you have okay. Uh, you have a portion of the electorate, uh, hardcore Democrats that they would never, ever, ever vote for a Republican ever. You have you have a portion that will vote Republican, whether they like that Republican or not. They'll hold their nose if they're. Establishment guy, and they'll hold their nose if they are a flamethrower like me, and they'll vote Republican. Now you have a lot of people that are they have uh, they have calluses on their hands, their feet are tired because they work in double shifts, okay? And these people have bought into the idea that the purpose of government is not what you and I say it is, because see, Nick, people that agree with you and I, they're already going to vote for the Republican nominee. You don't have to convince them. 
But this math equation is how do you go after those people that they think Republicans hate women, hate brown people, hate children, hate clean air, because this is all they've been taught. And Republicans, every election cycle, they want to be the nice guy. And so being the nice guy, your message doesn't sink in because the opposition, they're doing things like staging a phony rally in Charlottesville with a a guy that used to work for George Soros and then blaming it on Republicans. And so they get to play the race card. They get to play the hate card. How do you combat that by being a nice guy? Well, Craig, I I think there's a difference and an approach here, right? It's not about being a nice guy or a mean guy. It's about what are you attacking? See, when we attack people, that's what people see. Like, oh, well, Republicans are just out there attacking someone again. And then whatever, and, and you may be attacking someone based off of a particular idea, but if they see a particular skin color or a particular gender or whatever it is, then the media rolls with that, right? So it's not about, you know, quote, unquote, nice or mean. It's about what are you attacking? I'm not attacking people, Craig. I'm attacking yeah. ideas, which I, wait a second. I'm attacking ideas which I think diminish people. One of the things that really frustrates me about the modern progressive narrative is that it doesn't treat people like individuals. It treats people as if they belong in a victim group. You're right. One of the things things I always point out is the modern Democrat Party, right? Not all Democrats, but the modern Democrat Party wants to know four things about you. What's your skin color? What's your gender? What's your sexual orientation? And how much money do you make? If you answer those four questions, they'll tell you what victim group you belong to. And then they tell you, you better stay in that victim group. Yeah. You, you better not associate with one of those things and then say, oh, but I like tax reform. No, no, no. You're going to stay exactly where they assign you. Yeah, and you... I despise that. And I think people at, a, at an individual level despise that. But How much time you got? Party, We're up against I, a break. Can you give me five I more minutes it. on the other side? I can give you Absolutely, Craig. Absolutely. Uh, okay, we're going to take a break, folks. We have Delegate Nick Freitas on the line, and he's standing and taking the questions. you got to give him credit. We will be right back. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream. It's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers on WNTW, AM820, 97.7 FM, The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man. And I hope Nick still thinks I'm a friendly guy. (laughs) I really mean that when I say your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee brothers today. Yeah, I'm just joking. I, you know, I've seen this guy out and you might, I don't know if you remember, uh, Nick, but the the very first time I saw you give a speech, I think you and I spoke at the same event. And uh, and I remember walking up to you afterwards and telling you, man, you got to run for Senate. You remember that? I do. I think we were in Madison County. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm giving Nick a hard time here, folks. But uh, I'm telling you, this guy, you talk about the really real deal. And, uh, you know, I, I might even rent you my name for if you put a lot of zeros on a check, brother. <laughs> but uh look but i'm you know i'm I, you know we're being lighthearted because we, you know we're friends and uh but i'm dead cold serious nick about 
the uh, when I talk about a math equation, okay, because there are people that get it uh, already about uh, being uh, being polite and being a Christian because you and I we were reared that way, and uh, but Trump is president because he reached out beyond that base of Republican voters who respect people like you and I when we conduct ourselves or with that that degree of decorum uh, that our parents and grandparents would expect of us. And so Trump reached out to the guy that, uh, you know, like I said earlier, has calluses on his hands and, and you know, tired feet. He feels like he's underpaid and overworked, and uh, he feels like he's not getting a fair shake. They used to be called Reagan Democrats, and uh, now uh, Hillary, uh, Hillary calls them deplorable and Obama calls them bitter clingers, okay? But see, the Democrats, they despise these people, but these people vote Democrat because Democrats give them emotion to vote on. They say the Republicans, they hate you. Don't vote for Nick Freitas. He's, he talks nice, but he's a Republican child. And let me tell you, them, them, them Republicans, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they might have on a suit in the daytime, but they got on a white hood at night, child, and, you know, Nick, I've I've been around and I've literally you might think I'm joking. I have heard conversations like that. How do you reach those people? How do you create that 51 percent math equation? Well, I think some of it is if you're. You break. Oh, we, we're losing you. Ah, I'll, are you there? Well, we're going to have to call Nick. Call back in, Nick. Okay, modern technology. He must be out. Uh, well, anyway, folks, uh, uh, hopefully hopefully we'll get him back. Uh, cell phone dropped out. Anyway, but, you know, this is uh, my big issue um, for many, many years. And, and, and all of these uh, Republicans that run, they know my position on this because I've been saying it for a very, very long time. And I've been talking about this math equation for a very, very long time, and, and to me, it's simple. And and I think, and I'm not saying Nick is doing this, I'm just saying that in general, a lot of Republicans, uh, they operate out of fear, and so they don't want to offend anyone. So uh, do we have Nick back? Okay, are you there, Nick? I'm here, Craig. Sorry about that. Where'd I, where'd I lose you? <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I was uh, in, your, in the absence there, I was sharing with people how I've been trying to tell politicians for, for many years, I, you know, and I, I've been on the scene, I've only been in radio 10 years, but I've been on the scene for 20 years. And I've been trying to tell people about, you know, communications and how everyone's communication level and how they receive input is not the same. And you have to reach people where they are. And we want these people to vote for us. We want to convince them that we're not their enemy. And, um, you know, yeah, and, and I, to I them, when you beat a guy up, to them, that's good. Now, to the, 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 the person that's the middle of the road, moderate, that's well-reared and polite and all that, then uh, that's not good because you're supposed to do this on a higher plane. But now when you're talking to the entire 8 million people in the state of Virginia, you know, how do you sp thread the needle? Shouldn't you err on the side of reaching the most people uh, because those that you offend, they're not going to vote for you anyway, Nick. 
No, no, I, I understand that. But, again, I think we should always be conducting ourselves with honor, right? And, and, again, part of the outreach piece is Republicans think outreach is when we invite someone it's when we invite someone to one of our meetings. That's not outreach. Outreach <laughs> is when you're willing to go into places where you're completely outnumbered and you're willing to first listen and then you're willing to give an honest response on what it is you believe, but then you're also able to talk about how various policies or principles affect people in their day-to-day lives, right? Not right. some heady philosophical argument, but how it affects I'm in agreement. You, how do you yeah, Okay, you don't, you how don't do tell, you how do yeah. you how do you do that? Let, let's just say right now you're talking to uh, uh, a bunch of 12th graders at a at a inner city black high school. And they've all the uh, the teachers, they drove them over to the voter registration place. And next year they're going to vote for the same time uh, for the first time. And the discussion that they're having is. Uh, you know, whose policies are best, Republican or Democrat? And they just held up the one-minute sign. So you got the roll, brother. Sure. Well, in my, in my own district, I won 62% of the high school vote. And the reason for that is because when I talk to young people, I don't sit there. And I, I ask them, like, how well do you think the institutions in your life have served you? How well do you think the government institutions have served you? Whether it's the public education system, whether it's the prison system, whatever it is, how well do you think it's served you? Right. Do you want to be empowered to make your own decision or do you want to live your entire life thinking to yourself that the only way you'll ever achieve anything is if you kiss up to a politician? Because if that's all you want is whatever scraps from the table government is willing to give you, okay, there's plenty of people willing to offer you that. But if you desire something more, if you've got something inside you that burns to be free and to live your life the way you want, well, then you need to start looking for the people that are going to empower you, not politicians. That's a good one, Nick. That's a good one. All right, brother. I hate to go, but we gotta we got to pay the bills. <laughs> hey, thank you, Craig. Appreciate God, it. <laughs> God bless you. Best of luck on the campaign trail. Nick Freitas, folks, thank you, thank you. running for United right. States Senate. We will be right back. Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. I knew a man called him Sandy Kane. Few folks even knew his name. But a hero, yes, was he. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly Limp neighborhood boy, hatchet man, Brother Craig, man. coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio station, WNTW, sitting in for the Lee brothers. And uh, we send our prayers to Richard, and uh, well, we pray for a very speedy recovery for him. And uh, as always, it's quite an honor to be able to sit in for the Lee Brothers and uh, come to you here on this uh, great radio station, WNTW. Uh, talk about a stellar lineup, uh, the most uh, conservative, and I, I would even dare say Christian conservative uh, station uh, in Virginia. And uh, I'm very, very honored uh, to be a part of this station. And um, it's, it's always an honor to come before you. I'm heard live uh, right here every Saturday, 10 to noon. There are many, many questions, but the answer is AM820, WNTW Chester.
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. And, uh, and again, we send our prayers out for a speedy, speedy and complete uh, recovery for Richard Lee. And uh, we hope those guys are well. And uh, we hope you all are well out there as you travel home. I know uh, it's about that time when the traffic backs up. Uh, certainly cold out there. But, uh, hey, sit back, enjoy the ride. Uh, as promised, we have on the line uh, Gary Byrne. Uh, Gary served as a federal law enforcement officer uh, really for uh, almost 30 years, and he did this in Air Force Security, uh, in the Uniform Division of the Secret Service, as a federal air marshal. And uh, while Gary was uh, working in the Secret Service, uh, he had to protect one Bill and Hillary Clinton. And, uh, and so uh, that produced a book called Crisis of Character. And uh, we want to say thank you for joining us, and welcome to the program, Gary. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic, my brother. Um, you know, better than I deserve, but I will take that every single day, okay? I hear you. you know, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I might talk about Bill Clinton and Hillary and all those low-down folks, but I'm humble before my Lord, okay? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, we have to be truth-tellers. I mean, what are we going to do? We're going to wait for a, a perfect angel to come down and write a book or do a radio program? You know, right. as Watchmen on the Wall uh, God ordered us. Uh, he says, keep not silent, ye who make mention of the Lord. Uh, am I correct in that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what, I, what I've been taught. Yeah, book of Isaiah, man, chapter 62. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so you you did not keep silent. Now, your critics would say, well, he kept silent for 10 years, and then he wrote a book. So, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, you got some time here to uh, – to answer the critics, and, uh, you sure. know, I, I think you've done a valuable service myself. Uh, well, but, thank you. Yeah, but, thank the, you. you know. And the regrets. Yeah, well, you know, I'm president of the First Amendment, Inc., uh, so I believe in uh, being fair to all and that all should have their right, and the Clintons, uh, you know, I think they're despicable, but I'm fair to them. Uh, you know, sure. Ob Obama was despicable, but I've been fair to the man, okay? Yeah. And uh, so I think they have a right to push back and they have pushed back. And so, uh, you know, they, and I was just sharing with you a little bit of their pushback. They're saying, well, you know, this guy uh, waited 10 years to write a book. Now they say that, but now when it's on the shoe is on the other foot, uh, when women were accusing Roy Moore after 40 years, that was okay. But for yeah. you to write a book after 10 years, that's not okay. So, yeah. You know, your 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 response to 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 what they have said about uh, this this book. So the um, those those statements that they made were when I wrote my first book, Crisis of Character, and um, yeah. The, so here's the thing: I was still working for the federal government, and it was it was going to be touchy enough or difficult enough to write my life story um, in, that involved the Clintons. And and, mm -hmm. and for your listeners that don't know who I am. Unfortunately, my claim to fame is that I was the first employee of the U.S. Secret Service to ever be compelled to testify against a sitting president in a criminal law case. And of course, that was the Bill Clinton's impeachment and the Monica Lewinsky scandal mm -hmm. uh, case. 
And uh, so, and, and now, Gary, please tell mm-hmm. people there are a lot of young people listening that don't know. All they know is folks said, "Oh, they impeached Bill Clinton over sex." Please tell them what what he that. was impeached over. Right, right. Bill Clinton was impeached, which, um, for those of you that, that don't know, impeachment is just a fancy word for indictment. He was indicted or impeached because he he lied. He lied under oath, and then he doubled down and and lied twice, so to speak. So, and what would happen to you and I if we go into a courtroom, raise our hand, put our hands on the Bible, and say, I do solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God, and then proceed to not only lie, but it create a conspiracy of getting other people to lie, uh, right. uh, also under oath. What, how much jail time would you and I get for that? So you and I would be given tangle lessons in cell block eight. Right. For sure. Right. And uh, so that's that's basically what happened was is he lied under oath. And not mm-hmm. only did he what, what he was, um, rumor had gotten out that he was having an affair uh, with with Monica Lewinsky. And, and there was actually another investigation going on down in Arkansas for for him, for the way he treated a woman. Um, she was suing him for uh, uh, sexual um, um, advances when he was governor. So during that case, they figured out that that they believed that he was having this affair. So not only did they discovered the pattern. Right. Yeah. So not not only did he say that he was not having an affair with Monica Lewinsky, he signed an affidavit and swore to it. And then she signed an affidavit and swore to it. And then where they doubled down is they made the statement was that they were never alone together. Right. And that's what really tripped him up because mm-hmm. everybody that worked inside the West Wing knew what was going on. Right. They suspected at least, and certainly the people that worked where I did and saw what I did mm-hmm. and ended up doing what I did knew exactly what was going on. But let me and let that, me ask you that yeah. I need to I I don't mean to interrupt so much, but no, I need to right speed ahead. it up because we have some commercial breaks coming up sure. soon. But now why this is what a lot of people don't understand. The Clintons they have, they have done so much dirt, okay? When you look at the, our Chinese the, uh, the, the secrets that were sold to the Chinese via Loral Corporation, where the Chinese right. nuclear-tipped missiles used to fall in the ocean when they left the launching pad, and now these missiles can hit any city on the planet, including ours. And, you know, our own governor, Terry McAuliffe, was the money man with the Clintons that got the illegal Chinese money. You know, the, and, and now the, the Russia uh, Uranium One, I mean, the Clintons do... It, Big, big things, and there's a long yes, list do. of people that are alleged to have been killed, uh, if not by the Clintons uh, under their orders, by people close to the Clintons, and it's a long list. And so yeah, pe- people are wondering, what is it about these people? What type of sway do they have where the only thing that they can get accused of is uh, sexual impropriety, different little things that they just swat down so easily when there's things that these people could be under the jail if there was just someone that had the onions to go after yeah. them. Yeah, so what you're describing, and I'll make this as quick as I can, what you're describing is is the ability, they're like a virus, they're, they have the ability to corrupt everything, and that's what they do as they go along. They corrupted the entire Arkansas government. And then when they came to Washington, D.C., the first thing they got into when they got into the White House, they started corrupting the Secret Service and the FBI. If you fast forward 25, 30 years, and this is why we're in the condition that we are, because they mm-hmm. they, they corrupt everything. They, they get people on their side. They get them doing things they shouldn't be. They got the Secret Service and the FBI 
back in the days when Bill Clinton was president, to break down the security system that they had, uh, the apparatus at the White House for hiring people so they could bring in all their cronies. That's I one mean, of the first the, things I read yeah, that you wrote. That's right. That, yeah, they, you know, that was spot on when, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, but it, now, yeah. this, all right, because crisis of character leads up to Hillary and, um, you know, we we just had we just had an election, and now we have Trump, and people are trying to impugn uh, to towards Trump uh, all types of uh, uh, lack of character issues that they say make him unworthy. Okay, and these are right. the same people that voted for Hillary, donated money to Hillary, volunteered time for Hillary, uh, right. and and that and that support all types of uh, criminality. Uh, by the um, literally by the entire Democrat establishment, and uh, now yeah. can uh, let me let you stew on that one, and can you hold on till after the break? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. All right, and we'll get back. And folks, if you're just joining us, uh, we have Gary Byrne on, who wrote a book, Crisis of Character, and we're going to take our break. We will be right back. Scott and Richard Lee, the circus clowns of talk radio on AMA 20 97.7 FM. WNTW, The Answer. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see your glory flying. There's a lot of men dead so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army, we lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack, a mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. As soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like the 4th of July. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers today. And uh, we thank you all for staying with us. And we also thank our fantastic guest here for staying with us also. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we have Gary Byrne, uh, who wrote a book, Crisis of Character. And Gary, so much for staying over. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was uh, asking you about, you know, you know, people are fascinated how, and, and you kind of gave a hint of that they came to Washington, and it's like they brought a virus, and the virus just morphed. And, no, it did. Yeah, and so it's, it's like, you know, where do you find an honest man? And uh, this is probably one reason why they fought Trump so hard, that, you know, not to say that Trump was a Boy Scout, but that, he was not a member of the club, so you know right. maybe they didn't have any dirt on him uh, that uh, they could just kind of force him to do their will. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Listen, the only thing I live uh, right outside of uh, the Philadelphia area. I'm I'm an hour and a half from Atlantic City, and I'm three hours from New York. Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump, and for the last forty years, I've heard about Donald Trump. He built casinos and giant hotels in Atlantic City and in New York, and and, uh, you know, his family. And, and I knew people that worked for his organizations. And I'm telling you, just like with anybody else that, in politics, uh, until 
Donald Trump ran against Hillary Clinton, the only thing I ever heard uh, bad about the guy was is that he uh, – nothing. He, he's a good businessman. He's mm-hmm. – oh, you know what? The, the one thing I, people said he was a little um, – you know, he came across a little, um, I don't want to say arrogant, but, you know, he was mm-hmm. very, he liked himself. Oh, and, oh, okay. Um, well, look, I but, love me some Brother Craig. <laughs> no, exactly. So, this, but this also, is, <laughs> yeah, we can't hold that against him. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, this Maximus guy, is nodding in agreement. And, and look, he's playing me for a treat now. Right. <laughs> well, that's so, the hatchet hound sitting. He's my sidekick. But um, <laughs> but look, these these yes, so. these these politicians, okay? People have have kind of gotten to a point, and I think this is why Trump uh, was elected. That yeah. this yeah, has listen. just morphed over time. That these Clintons planted a virus, and that virus, and it's like all of government has been weaponized now. And so no, where do you? You're right. So how do you find a guy like you? Let's say you 20 years ago, and. Uh, uh, you know what type of pressure are these guys put on on under? What type of vetting goes on? How do they get these people to do the things? I mean, the little guy out here, as you said earlier, if you or I would do a little teeny bit of what the Clintons would do, as far as something like lying under oath, how did you right. put it? We would be doing the tango in cell yeah. block eight. Absolutely. Well. Uh, I mean, yeah. only Republicans seem to get uh, convicted of anything. Are, are Democrats just innocent? Are they smarter no. than us, no. or are they no. running the show? You don't expect any better from them. That's a, that's what I've come to con- the conclusion. You what I now? Don't, I don't expect any better behavior from them. Well, I, I don't, don't either, I, I don't, but I'm getting expect- at all right, the nuts and bolts of it. I, I, yeah. I don't. I, I'm in agreement with you, but people because want to have- know. Because people want to attack this and defeat you, it. So to attack you to it, remember, you need the yeah. nuts and bolts. Why does it happen? Right. But you have to remember how they're, they're, listen, they're good at what they do. And here's what I mean by that. When Bill Clinton uh, got caught up in this scandal uh, years ago when I was in the Secret Service Uniform Division, they, um, you know, you have to remember there were 12 Democrats out there every day, at least 12, hammering the public with it's about sex. It, it, it all they want to do is remove the person you put in the office. They change mm-hmm. the subject. They're experts at it. Mm-hmm. They will they will look you in the eye and tell you that it's that it's uh, rain coming down your leg when you know it's something else. And that's what they're good at. They they fool. They hammer everybody else, and and uh, they try to make it look like that's what everybody got. Okay. And now, the truth of the matter, it was not what everybody did. Yeah. Now, in 2018, there's an election coming up, and uh, Democrats yeah. they smell blood. And any any advice, you, you know, you've worked on the inside with these people, and they, uh, you know, I feel like they need to be defeated. I don't get on the air yeah. and, and pretend to be even-handed. I'm not. Okay. Right. Right. I'm a Christian conservative, hardcore, and I tote a set of onions. Okay. Uh, yeah. Any advice to people running for office? Uh, that perhaps have good intentions but do not know what they are up against. Yeah, so what you have to realize is if you're running against one of these, these type of people is, is they will stop at nothing. They will stop at nothing no matter how good and how honest you are. They will rip you apart. I mean, look what they did to, to, to President Trump. And the, and the reason it doesn't stick to him because he doesn't care. President Donald Trump, does he understands who he is. He knows where he where he came from. He knows how he got there, and he knows what he can do for the American people. Take somebody like Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney was a good man. He was a nice man. Mm-hmm. He was he was a very devout Mormon. 
you know, he was a good uh, Christian yeah, decent, man. Yeah, a decent guy, but a goofball. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, he's, I, I he's what I call right. Governor Goofball, Senator Stupid. And yeah, they, uh, they ripped him apart. They, they did. They ripped him apart. By the time the election was ready to go off, they had to, they had you convinced that he, he that, that a woman that died of cancer that used to work for him, mm-hmm. that it was his fault. Yes. It was crazy. And that's what they do. They'll say anything because they're never held accountable. Democrats can say anything because they're never held accountable. They're not held accountable by the media. By themselves. Look at look at this last election. Donna Brazil was sneaking questions from CNN to Hillary Clinton. Now she's such a great candidate. Why does she need the answers? Yes. Why does she have to? You know, they do everything crookedly, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons I wrote my first book, Secrets of the Secret Service, and then I've written my second book um, that that came out two days ago. Um, excuse me. My first book was Crisis of Character, and my second book was Secrets of the Secret Service. That's been out for two days, and and, and that book about the Secret Service is. Basically, I talk. I start out talking about now, how the can you, Clintons can you, corrupted it. We, we got one more break. Can you come back sure. for like three more minutes after this break? I can. Thank okay. you so much. Great, great. All right, folks. Gary Byrne, uh, we're going to take a break. We will be right back. The Lee Brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. On AMA 20, 97.7 FM, The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers today. Thank you all for staying with us. And uh, we want to say thank you to Gary Byrne also for staying with us. Two-time author uh, Gary is, um, Crisis of Character, and his latest book, uh, Secrets of the Secret Service. And uh, this gentleman was, for those of you who are just with us, uh, what was it, Gary? Uh, almost 30 years of uh, yeah. law enforcement in the federal government, and three of those years guarding uh, uh, Bill and Hillary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I started. In the, I, I was 12 years in the Secret Service Uniform Division. That's right. Oh, okay. And three, oh, okay. And, and eight of those years were with the Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, they, oh, not three, eight. Okay, I stand yeah. corrected. Now we yeah. speaking of three. I must have meant we got three minutes to the. Now yeah. it's two minutes. So right your latest book. Yes. Secret to the Secret Service. And basically, uh, like with Crisis of Character, I've come forward to tell the, the, the real story about the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Listen, the rank and file men and women in the Secret Service are good people, but they're working inside a, a, a bloated, broken agency mm-hmm. that, that doesn't seem to understand its own history and the mistakes that it's made and, and seems to keep repeating the same mistakes. And one of the examples I'd like to point out to you is, you know, when... And you got to do it quick, 20 seconds. Okay. Back in 1963, when President Kennedy was assassinated, four, four other uh, protectees of the Secret Service had already been shot in open cars when Kennedy was assassinated. It's like they don't understand their own history. Wow. So that's one of the reasons I came out and wrote Secrets of the Secret Service, to get and the truth out. Where, where can folks get the book, Gary? You can get it at any bookstore that you usually shop at, barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. All right. Thank you, brother. Much Thank success you. with the book. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, folks. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer.
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. Thank you so much for being with us out there. And uh, you guys can get uh, my program, The Really Real Deal, with Brother Craig, the hatchet man, uh, Saturdays, 10 to noon, right here on 820 AM 97.7 FM, and uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you guys would check out our brand new website. Uh, you can get that at thereallyrealdeal.com. That's thereallyrealdeal.com. And if you would like to call in, uh, if you have a little something on your mind today while you drive home from work, 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And we also want to say thank you to uh, our two. Uh, actually, we've had three guests today, and uh, uh, all three of them have been great guests. And uh, we're looking forward uh, on my program. Uh, we're going to have uh, more of the uh, Senate candidates uh, coming. We, uh, we just had Nick, and I'm looking forward to having Nick on uh, many more times. And uh, we, as always, we always have an open microphone uh, on my program. And I know, I know Scott and Richard Lee uh, they do as well. Uh, but the, the sad and unfortunate fact of the matter is uh, that uh, uh, quite often, particularly now, I don't know about Scott and Richard. I don't know how, uh, you know, how easy it is for them to get, uh, uh, you know, Republican candidates or Democrat candidates or, or any type of candidate uh, that's running for office to come on their program. But I do know on my program, uh, in 10 years, I've had one Democrat come on. 10 years. One. OK. And I didn't bite the guy's head off. OK. Uh, he was. Uh, and I, I, you know, I wish I could remember the guy's name because I would like to give him credit for having a set of onions. OK. Uh, not everyone can face the hatchet man. OK. And this guy, he took his medicine. OK. And believe me, folks, I dished it out. OK. <laughs> but uh, he was the Democrat that ran against Dave Brett uh, after Dave had uh, spanked Eric the Great. And, uh, you know, I was honored to be really the uh, the first news analyst in the country to predict Dave Bratton would win. Uh, I had Dave on my program every week. I had him on on television. I I do a uh, six week television program every year. Uh, I had him on TV and radio and uh, was very, very early, uh, very early recognized uh, really uh, what people have recognized that the entire nation is ready for. It started here in Virginia with Dave Bratt, uh, the Trump revolution. And, you know, the nation is just ready for it. And the nation gets ready for it every four generations. And it's like clockwork, folks. And I've written about this extensively. I speak about it all the time. Uh, as a matter of fact, some of my regular listeners uh, might, might get a little boring. Uh, but I'm going to repeat it because we probably have some new listeners today. And that is this, just the simple fact that if you look at uh, the uh, American Revolution, uh, what did you have? You, you know, people think that it was Americans fighting uh, the British, and that's true. But it was also American fighting American, okay? You had one-third of the nation were what were called loyalists, and they wanted to stay with uh, Britain, and they fought, okay? And you had one-third that were patriots, wanted to leave. They fought. And then, of course, you had one-third had their head on backwards and their pants hanging down. 
all right? <laughs> they didn't care, all right? They were, if uh, if reefer was around back then, they'd be, uh, they'd be token and uh, have a can of uh, Old English 800, and uh, I'd be, they'd be laid back, and, uh, you know, they would say, wake me up when it's over, okay? And uh, as a matter of fact, there's a song of, of that tune that we, that we play sometimes. I, I kind of like that song, actually. But, uh, but anyway, so it was Americans at war with each other, basically. Four generations later, what's happening, folks? Okay, okay. Literally, exactly four generations, all right, 80 years later. Americans are fighting Americans again. And whereas in the Revolutionary War, it was, uh, are, are, is freedom going to be uh, extended? This, this freedom that got started back with, uh, politically anyway, well, it all came out of the Bible, to be honest. But politically in the West, you, you look at the Magna Carta, you know, the king is loosening up a little bit uh, on the nobles, but of course you have to be a landowner um, and, and, and so what happens is freedom just begins a creep, okay? Goes from the king to the nobles to the landowners, and now everybody wants to be free, okay? But this is what happened with the revolution. Slavery was already a worldwide event, was not as the, uh, these, um, these uh, pulpit pimp uh, Negro so-called leaders would tell you. It was not some conspiracy of white people to dominate brown people, black people, etc. It was man's inhumanity to his fellow man. And every nation, every culture, every race has at some point been both a master and a slave, period, okay? So uh, I'll welcome your calls, but I'm going to warn you now, the number is 804-454-1366. If you call up here with, with, you know, with some of this racial mess, it's going to be a long day, okay? I hope you had your lunch, all right? And, 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 and I mean a thick burger, okay? I don't mean, um, you know, pretzels and uh, celery and all that kind of stuff, tofu. You better have yourself a thick burger if you want to call up here and mess with the hatchet man over that issue, <laughs> all right? But uh, 804-454-1366 is the number. But back to the story. Uh, and, this, and it's going to lead up to where we are right now, folks. And, and it's, it's just the simple fact that freedom... It just it expanded, okay. But with the uh, revolution, there was there were factions in the nation that wanted to uh, have total freedom, and that would have meant for men, women, black, white, native, everyone. And then there were factions that wanted to have uh, partial freedom. And in order to have the cohesiveness of all thirteen colonies, uh, which they felt was necessary to win the war. Uh, everyone pulling together, uh, that was the decision that was made. But mechanisms were put into the Constitution to allow reform. Uh, it's it's kind of like if you if if you ever seen a movie where someone they're in an accident and there's a snowstorm, they've wrecked the car, and one person has a broken leg, and so and they say, well, oh, you stay here, I'll walk and go get help, and I'll come back for you. All right, same thing we did in World War Two. Okay where you had the Iron Curtain and uh, everyone was not rescued uh, from Hitler. Uh, some were, well, and, 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 and some had to go behind a new Iron Curtain, which was Russia, because we needed Russia as an ally in order to defeat Hitler. And so we had to say to those people, well, yeah, we, we fought for freedom, 
Uh, and it's not that we don't want you to be free, but this is what we this is the deal we had to make with the devil in order to win right now. We'll come back and we'll get you later. And that's what happened in 1989 when uh, Ronald Reagan um, caused the Soviet Union to not be able to keep up with American uh, defense expenditures. And uh, the Soviet Union had to temporarily halt and they said uncle and they disbanded. All right, that the other half got free. Well, that's what happened in the Civil War, folks, if you really think about it. Okay, you had a revolutionary war. Everyone didn't get their freedom. Four generations later, there was another war that was fought. Again, American fought American. And it was over the idea that I maintain is the only thing that true conservatism is about, should be about, is are we going to conserve the idea that our freedom is a gift from God and that all people are free, okay? And it's not something government can give you, all right? It's just, you know, I'm six foot three inches tall. You can't give me another inch. What I have, God gave me, all right? What you have, God gave you. I can't give you what you already have. So... Uh, that is uh, the, the, the whole idea behind conservatism. The, you know, anyone that says they are conservative, you should ask that person, uh, okay, Mr. Conservative, what exactly are you trying to conserve? Because, see, if you let the uh, Democrats describe a conservative, they would say, oh, you want to conserve slavery, you want to conserve everything that's old and ancient, you want to conserve things that happened before you were born. Uh, they're just going to make a lie up. You have to know, if you call yourself a conservative, you have to know what it is you're trying to conserve. I know what I'm trying to conserve. And I, and I know where freedom, freedom's source is. And it is in God. It is not in my fellow man. And that's the battle. And so we fought that in the Civil War. We fought it in World War II. We're fighting it now. They're each separated by four generations. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we will uh, open the phone lines up again. And the number here, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366, 454-1366. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio station, WNTW, as I sit in for the Lee Brothers today. And, uh, yeah, I kind of like that song, and uh, that's a new one to me, but uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, welcome to the welcome back rather to the program. 804-454-1366 is the number if you'd like to participate. 804-454-1366. 
And, uh, yeah, like uh, back to what I was sharing uh, prior to the break about, you know, the goings on that many people uh, seem flummoxed by. And uh, I'm not flummoxed by them. I've been writing on this, uh, speaking on it, talking about it on the air. Uh, This is now my 10th year on the air. And uh, you can uh, read all about what I do at our website, thereallyrealdeal.com. And if you happen to visit, uh, we'd greatly appreciate it if you would sign up for our free newsletter. And the, uh, the window will just pop right up. And uh, we do not share your information. Uh, it's, uh, we just keep it right there in-house. Uh, so you, you're safe with us, okay? But, uh, but anyway... What uh, uh, and again, what I've been saying of uh, every four generations, you know, you go from the Revolutionary War, exactly four generations, the uh, the Civil War, exactly four generations later, World War Two. And what are we fighting about again? Although this time it's not American fighting American uh, the way it was in uh, the Revolutionary War and in particularly in, in uh, the Civil War, uh, over 600,000 Americans. Uh, killed one another. So, uh, but again, it was about the freedom, the essence of what conservatism is. We're conserving the idea that freedom comes from God and that all men are free and that no man has the right to tell another man what to do. And so, uh, but Hitler did not agree with that. Hirohito did not agree with that. Mussolini did not agree with that. Okay. So, uh, and the truth of the matter is uh, Stalin didn't agree with it either, but uh, he fought on our side, okay, because uh, sometimes the demons, they fight each other, uh, which is beneficial to us, of course. Uh, and and, and I'm, I'm one of these guys who I see things of, you know, I see good and evil, okay, and I know, you know, we're all capable of both, and we all uh, are capable of falling short on any given day, okay, maybe every day. Uh, but when you talk about a world view uh, that you and I, we use our God-given freedom to make a decision because God gave us the power to make decisions, all right? And so we decide that we're going to, A, we're going to live free, and B, we're going to treat our fellow man the way we would want to be treated, and we're going to allow our fellow man to live free. So when you talk about a worldview that you're going to uh, freely and willingly adopt, uh, you should do so, uh, in my humble opinion, uh, after seeking advice and maybe doing a little study. Uh, many of us, we're blessed that we've had teachers, uh, you know, maybe our family, uh, you know, I, sometimes the school system, but uh, I wouldn't bank on it, <laughs> okay, um, uh, particularly nowadays, I, I am a very, very big uh, school choice advocate. As a matter of fact, I am the school choice advocate at the Virginia Christian Alliance. And uh, you who are into school choice uh, at the uh, constitutional level, uh, you know, we're going to have some exciting things uh, coming along um, as soon as uh, politically it's able to be done uh, in the school choice arena as far as giving you, the citizen, the right to cast your vote. Uh, and again, it's, it's about that choice you have, freedom or servitude, okay? Are you, are you free? Are you, the listener, as you listen, whether you're driving, sitting, wherever, are you free? Yes or no? Are you free? I'm a free man, okay? And I bow to no one. 
and as founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., I declare my right to say that I'm free. I declare my right to, to, to do this on radio, in writing, in, in personal speeches, and I encourage you to be free. I encourage you when you're voting to vote for people that want you to be free, not for people that want you to be kept. Because, look, my little Maximus, and I wish you guys could see him, okay? <laughs> and, uh, can we point the camera at this joker off of, so that the Facebook folks can see? Now, 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 look at, yeah, straighten it up a little bit, okay? Now, see, now that's Maximus the hatchet hound, okay? Now, you in radio land, you can't see Maximus, but you on Facebook, you can see Maximus. What's this joker doing? He's laid out because why? Because Papa has given him a comfortable life, all right? He doesn't have to go out and kill a squirrel, kill a rabbit, okay? It's, uh, it's what, 10, 15 degrees outside. He's not shivering, okay? And so this is what uh, some people want. They want that comfortable, kept life. But the problem is this. I'm free. Maximus is not free, Okay. Maximus goes where I say go. Maximus goes when I say go, okay? And so if you want that type of life, if you are a Democrat that loves free stuff, uh, whether it's free health care, free food, free housing, uh, you know, a free education, uh, you know, somebody has to pay the tune, all right? Somebody has to pay the, pay the piper. And uh, you just, there is no such thing as a free lunch. And so this is what all these battles are about, folks. It's about power and control. And But what they try to make you think that it's about, it's about uh, personality of this person is crazy. Everyone wants to say the other one is crazy, particularly if they happen to be a Republican. Oh, that, they're crazy. The same thing they say about, we do this about foreign dictators. Uh, Kim Jong-il, he's crazy. Castro's crazy. Mao was crazy. Everybody's crazy. I don't believe everybody's crazy, folks. I just don't believe it. I think that the, the, the guy that appears to be a nut in North Korea is really China's pit bull. And that, that China is jerking our chain because, see, China and North Korea, they have a, a, um, a mutual defense pact the same way we have with our friends. And so but people don't look deeply into things. They look on the surface of things. And so they accept the false premises that people put to them who are trying to push you around like a pawn on a chessboard. And so, but look, we're going to take a break here. And uh, when we come back, we will entertain your calls, 804-454-1366, Representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats, Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Saturdays, 10 to noon.
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. <laughs> I love that little promo there. And uh, here we are right up at the top of the hour news break. <laughs> and uh, we're going to, um, hey, we'll just take that break, folks. And uh, when we come back, 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454. Where's the best news and talk? AMA 20, WNTW, Chester, and W249CI Bonaire are the answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers today. Thank you for joining us out there, and uh, thank you to the Lee Brothers for allowing me the honor of sitting in. And, uh, and again, our prayers go out to uh, Richard, and uh, we pray for a speedy recovery for him. And uh, we would love to talk to you out there if you would love to uh, have a little something to say. We have a lot left on our plate that uh, we've not been able to cover in the first two hours. But uh, this is what I like about sitting in for the Lee brothers. I get three hours, guys. <laughs> now, when I'm on tomorrow morning, and I'm on uh, right here, uh, tomorrow morning, 10 to noon, I only have two hours. <laughs> and uh, and believe me, two hours, it really, it flies by. So I love the opportunity to have this third hour. And uh, now, a lot that we've not got. Well, I've kind of touched on it a little bit. But before I go forward, let me put a nice little bow uh, for um, on, on what we were discussing prior to the break about how every four generations uh, – uh, it, 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 and it's just and it's, it's really like clockwork, folks. And so this is not uh, anything unusual uh, that we have all this political bickering. It's just that in your lifetime, in my lifetime, uh, it's the first time that it's gotten this bad. Right. But in the life of humanity uh, and in the life of this nation, this is a very uh, ordinary occurrence, folks. It's just, uh, you know, you have a generation that builds up, a generation that maintains, a generation that attacks, and a generation that destroys. And after the destruction, then you have springtime again. And that's basically what it is. These, these, these generations, they mimic the four seasons. Uh, springtime, growth, summertime, heat and activity, Autumn time uh, unraveling when the leaves begin to fall and things cool down. And then winter times, what we're going through now on a seasonal level is death. Okay, kills off all the old vegetation so that you can have a new springtime. And so what's happening is that all these old institutions in this intergenerational saga that constantly plays itself out in America and in the world uh, old institutions, they're dying out, okay? Uh, we heard our previous guest talk about how the Clintons came to Washington and the seeds they sowed and how they grew and morphed, and you get to the place where right now government has been weaponized. And so these are institutions that are ripe for replacement, and this is what's happening, and this is why Trump is in the White House. This is why there's all this fighting. Uh, this is why... Uh, Trump is fighting Bannon even. And, you know, and, I'm, and, and as I said earlier, I think I started out the program with this. I'm probably the only news analyst in the country that's going to come to Steve Bannon's aid. And so we're going to get to that. We're going to get to Mueller uh, 
uh, the types of people he's hired and, and what they're doing, uh, this, this, this silliness, uh, what they're trying to go after Christopher Steele. I mean, you have all these big-time criminals, and the Republicans, they want to pat themselves on the back because they did a criminal referral to the Justice Department uh, handed over by Senator Chuck Grassley and Lindsey Graham. I mean, big deal, okay? I mean, you got the Clintons. They're not wearing an orange jumpsuit. Obama's not wearing an orange jumpsuit. And I'm supposed to get excited because of a a low-level guy like Christopher Steele. You've sent a referral. I mean, come on, Republicans. (laughs) And this is the kind of madness that people are fed up with. You know, you you cannot fool everyone. You guys are fooling each other. Uh, You're fooling people in your echo chamber. You are not fooling the guy who has calluses on his hands and his feet are tired. You're not fooling him, and you're not fooling me, okay? And this is just, this is nonsense, okay? Really, really nonsense. So what we, what we really uh, have to do is we have to get down to nuts and bolts understanding uh, going deeper than what people in media, and I know I'm in media too, but listen, folks, check my record out, okay? You can go to my site, thereallyrealdeal.com. Read some of the articles I've written. You'll see that I've been on the cutting edge, the first to say this, that, or the other, okay? Uh, I don't join the chorus after everyone else uh, sees the, the, the handwriting on the wall. I tell you what's going to happen before it happens, okay? I'm the probably, you know, a lot of people predicted Trump, but how many people predicted Carson, Trump, and Cruz to, to be the top three and that uh, none of the guys that everyone thought, you know, Scott Walker was going to be so great. Jeb Bush had all the money. I mean, uh, Bobby Jindal was the smartest one. I mean, you know, you go on and on. Marco Rubio, oh, he has charisma, and he's Hispanic, so all the Hispanics, they're going to love him. Same kind of silliness they say about blacks. Oh, you know, Brother Craig has brown skin, so all the black folks are going to like him. No, all the black folks do not like me, okay, Uh, nor should they. All right. Uh, just nor should all Americans like me. Americans should like me that like the idea that your freedom is a gift from God. If, there, if you are cool with that, if you are cool with what I call the seven C's of success, if that's your thing, then you're going to love your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, uh, Brother Craig. OK, but if you, on the other hand, Uh, If you don't like these things, Christian faith, conservative values, constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunities, confrontations with evil, choice in all things, all things. You know, I'm sick of this. um, I'm sick of this. These these people with, you know, a woman's right to choose a woman's choice. Leave my body alone. Okay, no, I don't. I'm not after your body. Okay, you were free to keep your panties on. You threw that freedom away, okay? The guy, he was free to keep his on. He threw that freedom away. A natural result happened when you both did that, okay? And now both of you want to escape responsibility for what you chose to do. So I'm, I'm into choice, right, but choice in all things. School choice, choice of who my doctor is, choice of uh, what uh, type of living I'm going to have, choice of everything, okay? You know, go to China, go to Russia, go to uh, any Muslim nation, okay? Go to Cuba, 
Ask them about their choice. Do they do they have choice? Is that what you mean by choice, Mr. Democrat? Okay. So these are the seven C's, and of course the seventh C, the one that you never ever get from uh, the Democrats. You never, and, you, and a lot of times you don't even get this from Republicans, especially establishment Republicans. You don't get this one, and this is consistent application of law. You don't get that, folks. Okay. But see, this is where we are, and, and this is where we get. Every four generations we get like this. And so there's a battle. Now, which side is going to win? The side that says you and I are free or the side that says you and I are the property of the smart people and that we should just be happy that they think enough of us to give us uh, a, an EBT card, a free apartment, and some free health care. Uh, hey, I'm, I, I'm of the opinion you can keep your EBT card and your free health care. I will fend for myself and my family. We're going to take a break. This is your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM 820, 97.7 FM, The Answer. Traffic can staring at the faces in a rear view mirror, looking at the promise of the promised land. One kid dreams. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here, uh, not on the really real deal, but on the Lee Brothers program. And uh, now, of course, this is the really real deal. It's just on the Lee Brothers program. <laughs> but uh, thank you all for being with us out there. Uh, the number here, if you'd like to participate, 804-454-1366. And uh, I've been teasing all day. And uh, so we're going to get into it now. So we're going to give you the number again. Someone might want to chime in because we're going to talk about our hometown boy, um, Steve Bannon, 804-454-1366. And, folks, this is the deal, okay? We have, um, you know, another another host here at this, at right here at this station, talk, talks in the morning, uh, you know, was a big fan, a big friend of Steve's, and now all of a sudden uh, it – Steve is, um, I think his term was opportunist, okay? And I took issue with that. We've, we had a little, I wouldn't call it a Facebook battle, but it was his post, then my post, then his post. I, I don't think you call that a battle, but <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, we, he and I can keep it friendly. And, uh, but, you know, I'm the type of guy, I, I fight in the arena of ideas, okay? And uh, now I go at it hard and, and heavy, uh, you know, and I respect Steve Bannon for doing that. I respect Trump for doing that. I respect both men. Okay, and I think you don't really have to choose sides. But, again, as always, people that don't look deeply into things, they only see the surface, and they're allowing themselves to be pushed around emotionally like pawns on a chessboard. Okay, and I tend to lay back and think these things through a little deeper. 
now. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to buy this garbage that Trump is stupid as this guy, uh, this wolf guy who uh, wrote the book, all right, that tr- not only is Trump stupid, everyone that works for Trump thinks he's stupid. No, no way, okay? Uh, no, nor am I going to buy this garbage that people are all, everyone, uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, John, who's on here in the morning, you know, these guys, they, the term both of these men used, and, and, and I respect both of them, I've interviewed uh, Newt Gingrich a couple of times, and they both call Steve Bannon an opportunist. And when, um, when, when, when John wrote the thing on Facebook, uh, I think it was yesterday. It might have been this morning. Maybe it was, no, it was yesterday morning. And, uh, and I saw that, oh, I'm done with Steve, and, you know, he's an opportunist, and yada, 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 okay? Uh, I wrote back, look, John, we're all seeking opportunity. You seek opportunity. I seek opportunity. Trump seeks opportunity. There's nothing wrong with Steve Bannon seeking opportunity. That's the American way. Now, when you call a person an opportunist, what that really means is, have, has that person, or if you, you should ask yourself this question if you want to know if it's true. Has that person gone beyond the limits of honor and integrity in exchange for personal gain, okay? Have they done what Jesus Christ himself did not do when Satan tempted Jesus? And trust me, folks, we all get that temptation. Every last one of us gets that temptation where Satan says, look, I have laid out before you all you look, all the cities, all the wealth, all the power, all the women, all you have to do if you want this is bow down to me. And we all have that decision to make in life. And many people, they make the decision to bow down to Satan. They sell honor. They sell integrity. They, they're, they're, they're narrow-minded in their focus. They only want what they want. And I, don't, I, I certainly don't do that. Now, I don't think Steve Bannon has done that. Now, from what I read of, uh, and again, I, this is just reading what I've read that has been attributed to Steve Bannon. I wrote uh, some tremendous articles on behalf of Ted Cruz in the early in the primary. I, you know, I, I, I actually predicted Trump would win, but I was rooting for Ted early on, and uh, Ted just didn't have enough uh, onion power. Uh, he wanted to be a Boy Scout, and a Boy Scout is not going to beat a gladiator. I'm sorry. Okay, in make believe, yeah, the Boy Scout can beat the gladiator. But in real life, uh, that's only happened one time, and that was David killed Goliath. Okay, but uh, Ted Cruz did not have enough David in him, and uh, he couldn't take Trump out. So one of the places I sent the article was Breitbart. And I was so upset that Breitbart would not publish my article. Okay, when my article, I had to publish it on a lesser venue and it went all over. It really went around the world. And and my articles was they were shared several thousand times. I don't know how many times they were read, but they were just shared on Facebook several thousand times. And I'm thinking, wow, what what if I could have got uh, some 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 juice behind it, like Town Hall or Breitbart or whatever. And I thought that that was Steve Bannon. 
I find out now, no, that was not Steve Bannon. That was someone going against Steve Bannon's wishes because Steve Bannon, and, 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 and again, this is just, you know, I'm reading the excerpt from the book. I was not there, okay? Uh, Steve Bannon, uh, in, in, in the reported comments to Yiannopoulos, who Yiannopoulos said, well, aren't we supporting Trump? And Steve Bannon's reply was, I'm Darwinian. Whoever wins, wins. How can you not respect that, folks? Steve Bannon did not want to put his thumb on the scale. Now, we're up against a break, but, you know, we're going to finish this one this time, I promise you, when we come back. Uh, 804-454-1366. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM 820, 97.7 FM. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on the Lee Brothers radio program. And uh, I like that song, You Got Nowhere to Hide. And uh, that's how it is, folks. When I, when I invite these folks to debate the hatchet man, they run like cockroaches because they know they got nowhere to hide, <laughs> okay? And, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do about uh, getting someone to debate me. Uh, folks, they just, they just will not debate and uh maybe if i agree to bring some thick burgers because you know they can't eat tofu and celery and they think they're gonna come and deal with the hatchet man <laughs> but um hey we uh we appreciate you being there we appreciate the lee brothers for allowing me this fantastic opportunity to come before uh their audience and uh i hope you all tune me in tomorrow uh, i'm on every saturday 10 to noon and on Sundays, we do a replay of some of my former programs. And uh, the Sunday replay goes from 9 to 11. And um, now this is going to be a short segment, but I promise you I'm going to finish it up on the other side of the bottom of the hour news break. And, uh, and I was just sharing my thoughts on the whole Steve Bannon thing and, and the ridiculousness of, um, you know, the Democrats taking so much glee and people saying Donald Trump is crazy, and, and now, now simultaneously now Republicans are saying uh, Steve Bannon is crazy. And so in, in everyone except me in media, every, everyone's abandoning Steve. And, um, but I think folks are moving too fast. And so, but now we're up against the bottom of the hour news break, so we're going to take that break. And when we come back, I'm going to finish up and uh, uh, hopefully – give you some insight uh, and, you know, a little something to chew on. We will be right back. When you look up in the sky and you see the eagle fly, you better know he's ahead of your way. Cause uh, this ain't no rag, it's a flag and it stands for the USA. USA! 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 
Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's big dog radio station, WNTW, uh, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee today. And uh, we appreciate you all being out there. Uh, If you'd like to participate, the number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And uh, now back to what I was saying prior to the break about our hometown guy, uh, Steve Bannon. Now, uh, Steve says of himself he's a Darwinian, okay? And so his attitude is whoever wins, wins. Let them fight it out and be equal. Now, Breitbart was known as, uh, a, you know, a place that was really openly rooting for Trump in the primary. And I even I even thought that. And so I found this uh, this quote from Bannon. I found that to be very revelatory. Uh, someone wanted to write an article and have an article published uh, that was favoring Trump. And Bannon said, well, yes, you can run that article, but we're going to have someone run a pro cruise article uh, on the same in the same issue. And now now, folks, how how can you argue with something like that. That's a guy that believes in fairness, okay? And so, true, they brought Bannon on board um, uh, later in the uh, Trump campaign. And, uh, you know, and I think Bannon uh, did a good job over there. Now, the simple fact of the matter is that uh, the old sayings are old sayings for a reason because there's truth in them. And that very, very old saying that uh, success has many fathers, but failure, you know, you know, no one wants to claim failure. So everyone wants to claim success. So the fact that Trump won the uh, primary and then won the election, so you're going to have uh, some people are going to say, well, Bannon had a hand in it, Kellyanne had a hand in it, uh, Trump had a hand in it. And then you're going to have some people going to say, oh, no, it was all Trump, or certainly no one would say it was all Kellyanne or it was all Steve Bannon. No, but there are people that will say, well, it was all Trump. Trump could have done it all by himself. I don't think so, okay? Um, Politics is like many other things. That's like saying Donald Trump could build a skyscraper all by himself. No, he can't. He needs architects. He needs engineers. He needs contractors. He needs craftsmen. He needs a journeyman, and he needs laborers, okay? Okay. uh, and and then and that's just the beginning, okay? Then you need all, all the support people. I mean, come on, folks. This is this is elementary. And there there are times when I feel like that. I say, do I do I have to write everything in crayon for people, okay? Because sometimes I feel like I'm telling you that one plus one equals two. But really, I mean, these things are elementary. And so when you get the emotion out of the way of well, oh, I like Trump. I don't like Steve. Or I like Steve, I don't like Trump. Or I like Republicans, I don't like Democrats, or whatever. You, you get get the emotion out of the way and look at it 
as an analyst. Reduce the whole thing down to a math equation, okay? And, and, and try mathematical thinking, okay? And the, those of you who maybe have, have, uh, have studied um, philosophy and logic, uh, you all know that you actually can reduce sentences to uh, algebraic equations, okay? And uh, it's, it's easy to do. Okay. Now, the, the flaw in that is that you can uh, be mathematically correct, which is what you will call a, a statement or an argument that is logical. But for a logical argument to be sound, this is what you need. You need a sound argument, not just a logical argument. A sound argument means that all the premises of the argument are true. So you get to an issue of truth or falsehood because you can take falsehood, build a logical argument, and that argument, even though it sounds logical, that argument is unsound, okay, because it's, the foundation is faulty. The premises are false. And see, and we do this all the time. We accept the premises of the opposition, and especially when there's emotion tied to it. And so you need to cool your heels a little bit, calm down, gather all the facts, and then make a decision, all right, and not just run with it so fast. But the, the simple fact of the matter is um, Bannon is, and again, these are quotes attributed to Bannon. We've, you know, I've reached out to Steve. I'm hoping that we're going to have Steve to come on the program. Um, you know, it, it's not going to happen today, but we hope to have Steve on sometime soon. I, we, you know, we have reached out. But He's made statements about the children for the most part. And he's quite accurate when he says Mueller's first hire, and let me, I should have had this up already, but Mueller's, Mueller's first hire was uh, Kyle Freeney, who specializes in money laundering. And so Bannon is saying the children are going to be the downfall. And so now you have to take it with a grain of salt if someone says, oh, well, meeting with so-and-so was treasonous. Because people throw words around that will say, oh, well, that was so stupid, it's like, it's, it's like you're committing treason. You know, a person could throw words around, and then someone who has ill intent, as, as, as Michael Wolf obviously does, they could make a lot of hay out of things like that. And then a lot of it, we don't know, folks. It could be secondhand information. That's what you would call gossip, okay? So with all this, we have to really take it with a grain of salt. But let's, let's take a little look at Jared Kushner. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's no way I would spend uh, $100,000 on a building where the uh, address is 666, okay? You can't make this stuff up, folks, okay? All right. And uh, you go, you, it's, it's, it's just, it's crazy, folks. This is you go to Revelation uh, 13th chapter, 18th verse, and it says, this is wisdom. Let the person who has wisdom calculate the number of the beast, for it is 603 score and 6, okay? 666. And so this guy buys a building on Fifth Avenue. The address of the building is 666 Fifth Avenue, okay? Jared Kushner. With all borrowed money, $1.8 billion for one building, okay? And this guy thinks he has the moxie 
to solve Mideast peace. These people have been fighting for 1,400 years. And this little 37-year-old wet-behind-the-ears jackass thinks he can solve Mideast peace. This guy doesn't know how to negotiate a good price to purchase a piece of real estate, for crying out loud. $1.8 billion, almost all of it is borrowed money. And the way Mueller is going after these guys, the first person Mueller hired was a specialist in money laundering. And what did Mueller get Paul Manafort on? Money laundering. Nothing to do with Trump. But you see, Mueller is not related. I mean, Manafort is not in the family. So Bannon has done a service by getting this out because now no one can pressure President Trump by saying, hey, we've got your son, we've got your son-in-law, we've got your daughter, and there we've got them on something financial, and if you don't bend to our will, we're going to pop them. That can't happen now. So Mueller's going to find whatever it is he's going to find, but if he gets the goods on Jared Kushner, he can't squeeze Trump because Steve Bannon has allowed it to be out. And we're going to welcome Fletcher to the program. Fletcher, thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? Hey, Brother Craig. I, I, I go back to uh, your WLEE days, by the way. Oh, thank you. I, that's a long time. I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I was just uh, uh, listening to what you were talking about earlier with uh, uh, Wolf's new book and uh, effectively that, Oh, uh, you know, there there were some sources that were saying that uh, that Trump was uh, was stupid, and uh, well, they, some people I, call I me just, stupid. Well, I know. I I was just thinking, you know, I mean, if 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 he's so stupid, then how could he, you know, at, at least he's smart enough to do more in his first year than uh, you know the last two for the conservative agenda, the last two. Uh, you know, uh, this is what has happened. Last two conservative presidencies combined. I, I mean. agree. And sometimes this is why sometimes young people can accomplish things that older people can't. Because young people, they don't know that they can't do it. And so maybe right. it's a blessing in disguise that there's certain things that Trump doesn't know. Because one of the things Trump doesn't know is that you can't do that. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but listen, buddy, we're up against a break. Hold tight and let's talk on the other side. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM820 97.7 FM The Answer. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. <laughs> Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Saturdays, 10 to noon. Sundays, best of 9 to 11. 8.20 a.m., 97.7 FM. And get the daily newsletter at the website, thereallyrealdeal.com.
Welcome back to the program, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for the Lee Brothers, our final 15 minutes of the program. And, uh, yeah, check that website out, folks, the really real deal, uh, com. And uh, we have open lines. We, we're going to get back to Fletcher here. But if you'd like to call in in our final segment here, the number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. Now, Fletcher. Yes. Yes. Okay. What do you think of our hometown guy, uh, Steve Bannon, and how everyone is uh, trying to kick the man while they think he's down, and all of a sudden, you know, for a while this guy was the most brilliant political strategist ever, and now people are saying the guy is insane. I mean, am I the only person that's coming to Steve's aid and trying to give an explanation that's sound and reasonable? I I don't think he's insane. I you know I I think I think what's happened is I mean he he might he might have gotten out a bit over his skis with regard to um, you know what he said. Okay, uh, let's in, examine in, in, let's examine what he said. Okay, one okay. of the one of the things he's credited as saying is that uh, he's Darwinian and whoever wins should right. win. Okay, and that in other right. words he should not put his thumb on the scale. That the truth. Right. The truth that people should decide. Do you agree or disagree with that? Oh, I totally agree with that. Okay, no, but, but I, I, I guess what I, what I'm talking about though is if if these um, the what what's being said about. Uh, but that's one of the things yeah, he if, said. If now, now I'm going to get yeah, through know, them. I what know. about the kids? Okay. What about Jared Kushner? What about um, the uh, the financial? Uh, problems that uh, this guy has with this $1.8 billion building that he bought, and he only put down $50 million down, okay? And so right. uh, the, 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 uh, the allegation is that because he has a lot of foreign investors and that he bought at the height of the, the uh, real estate bubble, that he's in trouble and that th- there is a possibility that foreigners to whom he owes money could have an undue influence over him. Now, what's right. what? Why is he even in the White House? He's a thirty-seven-year-old nobody, and if he yeah. was not uh, born into a rich family, you would have never heard of Jared Kushner. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I mean, I I, I was not a fan of Trump uh, bringing in his uh, close family members to be advisors in the first place. I thought that yeah. was a bad idea. But that, I but, mean, I think that's fine. But that should have been. That that should have been without all of the uh, trappings that go along with it. No salary. No one had to know when he goes home. He could pick the phone up and say, "Hey, Jared, this is what happened today. Well, let me let me know what you think, buddy. You know, right. hey hey Ivanka, this is what's going on. What what do you think? Okay, don't we all do that? We go home and right. we we talk to our wives or so, well, sweetheart. This is what I think. You know, what do you think? Right. Okay. Well, not, nothing wrong with that, but now. Why do they have to have an official position? Because once they get an official position, what do they become, Fletcher? A target. Yeah, and a government, a government employee, right. So right, right. But more importantly, game. they become a target because they don't need the job. Yeah. They don't need the money. It's ego. It's ego. They could have fulfilled right. the role of advisor in an unofficial capacity if their concern right. was the success of the father-in-law's presidency they could have done they could have taken themselves out of it and fulfilled that role but it's ego 
is ego. I, I agree. Not, not only do I have to be an advisor, everyone in the world has to know that I'm an advisor because my name is going to be on the office, on the office door. You know? I just think it's such a shame that they that they let Wolf in the in the White House in the first place. I don't know whose idea it was. Right, I and, don't either. And, but and who who cleared that? But so far, you and I are two for two in agreeing (laughs) with Steve Bannon. You see my point here? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know, I'm just saying, I don't know all the facts. I don't think he's a bad, I didn't say, I don't think he's a bad guy. I mean, I I, I don't think, I don't think that's, I I, I just think that I've heard some of his interviews and I've heard some of the things that he said, and and I agree with. Well, he's crusty sometimes, you know, I mean, he's direct. Right, but so is Trump, and, 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 and isn't this right, what people exactly. want? They exactly, yeah, they don't want a Mitt Romney milk toast. You know, no. they, I mean, no. they don't want that. They don't want a Jeb Bush who says nothing and takes five minutes to say it. I mean, <laughs> people, you know, I would rather take. I mean, I agree. I would look. I would. I would rather have. If if you want to label Trump stupid, I'll take stupid any day of the week. Uh, as far as I disagree, how things are going in, in the. No, no, no. I, what what I mean by that is, if 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 that's what you want to call it, fine, I'll take it. And 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 then and and uh, you know the conservative policies, as long as they get put in there. I mean, I'm that sounds cynical, I know, but um, well, no, that's you know, not cynical because that's <laughs> what we need. We need policies that are going to fit it. a nation that is Christian and conservative, because by and large, seventy percent. That's what we are. And uh, but right. look, we we're up against a break, buddy. Uh, look, okay. I not only appreciate you calling today, I really appreciate your listenership for all these years. You go way back to my days at WLEE, and so my my daughter used to uh, practically lip sync your closeout with the, uh, the 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 shaft closeout. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys listen tomorrow. We'll be doing it again. God bless you, right, Fletcher. Sir. God bless. All right. Bye now. All right, folks. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. Scott and Richard Lee, the Circus Clowns of Talk Radio, on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. It's been a fantastic program. We appreciate you all being there. And uh, to Scott and Richard, I really greatly appreciate the opportunity to come before your audience. And, uh, and of course, our prayers go with you guys as, uh, as um, Scott travels and as Richard recuperates. And uh, so, uh, hey, I'm going to be right here tomorrow, folks, uh, on this station from 10 to noon. And I encourage you all to check out my website, thereallyrealdeal.com. Uh, that's thereallyrealdeal.com. It's been great. And look, for you folks up in New York, if you think you're cold, all right, this, this is what you do. You visit Jared Kushner uh, at his address, 666 Fifth Avenue. That's 666 Fifth Avenue. Go visit Jared Kushner. And if it's not hot right there, it soon will be, folks. See you tomorrow.
My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.